So open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm in the Amplified version. I just thought of that, Sister Lori. You may want to jump over there with me if you have it. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I can't tell you what page number you're on because all of our Bibles are different. I could give you a page number, but it won't probably help. Chapter 1 and verse 4. Paul says, I thank my God at all times for you because of the grace, that's the favor and spiritual blessing of God, which was bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, so that in Him, in every respect, you were enriched in full power and readiness of speech to speak of your faith and complete knowledge and illumination to give you full insight into its meaning. In this way, our witnessing concerning Christ, the Messiah, was so confirmed and established and made sure in you that you are not consciously falling behind or lacking in any, say any, spiritual, special spiritual endowment or Christian grace, the reception of which is due to the power of divine grace operating in your souls by the Holy Spirit while you wait and watch constantly living in hope for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and his being made visible to all. The King James says that you come behind in no gift. That you come behind in no gift. Now go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, verses 17 through 18. And say, I got it when you have it. Yes, but some of you said that we're looking at the screens. That's not fair. And we're not in the Amplified now. Let's go to the King James Version if we can. Mark chapter 16. How many people brought their Bible to church today? Raise your hand. Oh, I'm so glad. Wonderful. Mark chapter 16 in the King James Version. Sister Laura, if we can do that, flip that over just a little bit. KGV, Mark 16 and 17. It says, these signs will accompany those who believed in my name. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing or deadly poison, it shall not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and someone say, they shall recover. And the last verse is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Then it gives a, 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 a place we'll do that. In. So, I'll never forget that excitement, desire, looking at a thrill, bone-jarring, scary, really, really want to ride that I want to be on. And I get to the very end of the line, and there's a sign that says, you must be this tall to ride and not be tall enough. What a disappointment. There's some things in life you cannot do. You may not be big enough or old enough. Or I remember that sign also said heart problems or if you're pregnant, you shouldn't ride. Or if you might weigh too much. There are restrictions everywhere. You can't just go fly a plane because you think it's fun. 
You got to go and learn how first and take a test and have a license. You can't even jump out of a plane because you think it's fun. You got to have some guy strapped to your back and sit on his knees and then jump with them, at least for the first few times. You can't go to a restaurant and just grab some chicken and say that tastes good and eat it just out of the kitchen. You usually got to go stand in the line or sometimes order. There's some places you have to have a reservation. You can't even go. And every place I've been, you always have to pay. There's some very important people you can't even talk to. You can call their secretary who will maybe send you to another secretary who may set up an appointment with you sometime in the future. There's some you can possibly maybe see from a distance. That's about it. There's restrictions in all these things, but there's an area in life where there's no restrictions. In the experiences with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you come behind in no gift. There's nothing outside of your hand to reach out and say, I want a part of that. I want to do that like they did in the early church. Woo! We are the people that Mark 16 is written about. We're those folks that the power has come upon when they got the Holy Ghost. There's no restrictions. There's no sign that says you got to be this tall to ride. Anybody can come in. Someone said it like this. Peter, he gave you the keys to the, to the kingdom, but you let them in the door, and the door is standing wide open. I like that, because everybody can walk in. Anybody can get the Holy Ghost today. Come on, somebody, clap your hands to the Lord and thank Him. Give Him a, a shout with a joyful noise. I thank you, Lord. You may be seated, as long as you stay with me. The Holy Ghost has been poured out on everybody. Everyone is poured out one time. Nobody in this world can give it to you. Nobody can. No human being can tell you what to say. But there's also some other bad news. You're the only person in this room that can keep you from getting it. I'm talking about Pentecost, the experience. Pentecost, the experience. The Bible says it like this. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come in Acts chapter 2, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven or divided tongues like a fire. And it sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Say all filled. And begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That is part of our heritage. That's why we're a Pentecostal church. That's our roots. That's our start. And the beautiful thing about it is, this experience is available to everybody. Nobody can be locked out of it. Nobody can be restricted from it. There's no reservations needed. I love it. My father's pastor had a call on a Sunday afternoon. A lady said, I've been hearing about the Holy Ghost and I wanted to know if I'd come to your church. Will it be poured out tonight? He said, actually, it's a good time you called. This Sunday night, it will be poured out. You can get the Holy Ghost this Sunday night. This is the right time. And she came and got the Holy Ghost. Of course she did. You know what's amazing? People have gotten the Holy Ghost in a prayer room. They've gotten in the car, on the altar, up on the platform, in the farthest back pew. They've got it in an office building. 
people have got the Holy Ghost everywhere because you can't get the Holy Ghost out. We have a powerful spirit and experience in our life. Somebody say amen. The Bible says it happened like this in Acts chapter 8. They did not get the Holy Ghost when they heard the word. They did not get the Holy Ghost when miracles happened. You would think that'd be a good moment. They didn't get the Holy Ghost when they believed. And there are a lot of folks confused about that. They think it comes as a package deal, two for one. Believe, get the Holy Ghost. They didn't even get the Holy Ghost when demons were cast out of those that were bound. They did not get the Holy Ghost when they had great joy in Acts chapter 8. Read it for yourself. They didn't even get the Holy Ghost when they were baptized. The Bible says that God, in some direction and sense, did not allow the Holy Ghost to fall on them. The Bible uses the word fall on them. Until they call for Peter and John to travel several miles to come down. And when they laid hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. They spoke in tongues because the Holy Ghost is an event. The Holy Ghost is an experience. The Holy Ghost is a timed thing. You can point to a time and say, that's when I got the Holy Ghost. It's never a situation where you say, I'm not sure when. I guess I got it somewhere when I believed or baptized or healed or helped or had joy. No, the Holy Ghost is an experience. It's a powerful thing. The Bible even says that Simon saw that through the laying on hands, the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given. There was an occurrence. It was an experience. Forever from that point in time. They can remember when they got the Holy Ghost. Now in Acts 10... The Bible lets us know that Peter knew what had to happen in order to say, someone has received the Holy Ghost. He knew what had to happen. It wasn't that they just repented or had knowledge of God or that they were a very religious person. After all, Cornelius prayed all the time and he gave lots of money to the Jewish people. So much that even God noticed. And yet, he did not have the experience of Pentecost. The Bible says those Jews that traveled with Peter believed they were astonished because they saw those Gentiles receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And how do they know it? They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And Peter said, can anybody tell them they can't be baptized? They've got the Holy Ghost just like we did. Wow. Then, then I can't pass this one up either. Acts 19. Paul is traveling around. Finds people that say, I am a believer. We have a lot of believers in our world today that love the Lord and don't have this experience. We're believers, they said. We believe. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? That's a point in time. Have you had this experience since you believed? They said, we've not heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. He said, how were you baptized? Well, John's baptism. We baptized him. We repented. We were sorry. He said, you know that John preached that this baptism would be going to the, the one who would follow after him. That's called Jesus, who's going to baptize with the Holy Ghost in fire. When they heard that, they believed him. They were rebaptized in Jesus' name. The Bible says they received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. That's your heritage. That's, your, that's the experience we have. So... Here's the question. I'm driving to a certain point. Stay with me. I hope you'll stay with me on this journey. This powerful, life-changing, transforming Spirit of God can be in your life. You can do this. 
See, that, it's incredible when you think about it. There are things you cannot do until you do other things. You cannot take a senior-level course until you take the entry-level course. There's things you cannot do until you get your license to do them in our world, right? There are restrictions on so many things, things you cannot do. There's some churches you, you go to, uh, different faiths, that you have to be a priest to do certain things. But in this experience, you can do this. Find it in the New Testament. Find the promises and say, there, I can do this. It doesn't mean how much money I have or what I don't have or where I came from or who my mom and dad are or not. I can do that. Oh, I, I want you to get the message here. The same spirit that filled Peter and Paul and James and John and yes, even Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, that same Holy Ghost is available for your life and my life. But here's the wonderful truth, church of the living God. It's not a one and done. It's not the point of the Holy Ghost is not to get it and then be over. It's not one and done. It's not I experienced it. No, I'm done. It is a walk of faith. It's a walk of faith. It's living with the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has never run out of supply. It's never gotten old. The Holy Ghost has never gotten stale. The version you have is the same that the Apostle Paul had. The version, the Holy Ghost, the kind, the Holy Ghost you've got and that's available today is the same one they had in the book of Acts. There is no such thing as a weaker version of the Holy Ghost. There's no such thing as a diluted version. There's no such thing as a sugar-free Holy Ghost. There's no decaf Holy Ghost. There's no Holy Ghost light. We got the power of the Holy Ghost. It's crazy, but think about the power of the Holy Ghost that's living in you. And in your home and in my home, we have only barely touched, only barely just brushed up against what God wants to do in our life. Don't realize what spiritual power and might and dominion He wants to pour out in this place and in your life. Come on, someone that believes it, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Everything that God did in the New Testament church can happen. And much more. You can do this. Can you pray for the people and the hardness of their heart be softened? Yes, you can do that. Can you pray for sick people and God will heal them? Yes, you can do that. Can you have supernatural joy when none of the circumstances of your life would ever make anybody ever happy? Yes, you can have that. Can you have peace that goes beyond any understanding, beyond anything you're living in, only something God can give? Yes, you can do that. Can you have visions and dreams that only the Spirit of God can give talking to you? Yes, you can do that. Can you be used of God to cast a demon out of someone? You can do that. Can you hear or feel a warning from God about something before it even happens? That can happen to you. Can you hear a voice giving you direction and feel it telling you what to do when nobody else has any clue what to do and no wisdom? You can do that. I'm talking about the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about an experience that's powerful. That's beyond learning. It's beyond my study. It's beyond my ability. We're talking about the Spirit of God. Oh, come on. Receive what I'm saying. It literally is for you and your children and for their children too. Hallelujah. Yes, it really is. 
That's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's an experience. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Paul gave a warning. Paul said in Galatians 3 and 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? What are you saying, Paul? They, they started with this experience. It was about something that happened. But over time, begin to rely on what they could do, what they knew, what they had read and studied. What, was, what did God give the man of God today? It's not by might. That's my ability. It's not by power, strength, but it's by your spirit. Why in the word would he say to him, you've started in the spirit and now you think it'd be perfect in the flesh? Because we can do the same thing. We desperately need the word of God. And yet, if all we have is study and all we have is learning and there is no experience, we're doing the same thing. We're going we're gonna to live this Christian walk without any experience. Then we're missing God's intended blessing for our life. We need the word. Without the Word of God, we don't have direction. We don't have doctrine. Someone said, if all you have is spirit, you'll blow up. All you have of the Word is you'll dry up. We don't want just all spirit, all emotion, all feeling without direction and guidance. And we don't want just only the Word without His Spirit. There is an experience you're supposed to be a part of. You can study and study and study and study and study and study. But if you're reading pamphlets about how to swim... You can only go so far. I can teach you right now how I dog paddle. It's not very good. I'm bad at it. I'm just trying to stay above the water. Keep my head up. I'm not a good swimmer. We can have a class in the foyer about swimming. But what a difference it is when you get into the water. Now things change. Whoa. What a difference it is when you get into the water. I, I struggled having my mother teach me how to cook many, many years ago. I struggled with such a battle. I said, Mom, I know I need to learn how to make pasta. I don't know what to do. I want to learn how to make it and make the sauce. Okay, Scott, no problem. I'll come over. She came over. At this time, she didn't have a cookbook. She said, all right, put some salt in your hand. About like that. Dump that in there. I said, Mom... My hand's not the size of your hand. I hold, I hold more salt than your hand. It's okay. Put some of this in there. Oregano. Taste it. Yeah, no, it needs some more oregano. I, I, I want a recipe. Okay, you just put some of this in there. Boil the pasta. How long? I don't know. Let's taste it. No, it needs another minute. Okay, this is not making it. I don't know how to. When you leave out of this front door, I have no idea but to put something in my hand. Taste something else, throw something in there, pick something up. I don't even know what to do. What a difference there is between just learning and having an experience. I can tell you what experience changes your life. Oh God, we are part of Pentecost, the experience. We're not just a learning club. This ain't a book club. This ain't just a maps and talking about stuff. This is living a life. Come on, Holy Ghost, do a work beyond me. Be more, Lord, than I can be. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. 
So I, I say, welcome to the ride of your life. Now, it's not about fleshly pleasures. It's not about getting what you want. But this Holy Ghost walk can be jaw-dropping, holy wow, mind-blowing experience. It is a battle with this world, with the enemy. But mostly it's a battle with you and with me. Anybody testify to that? Anybody testify to that? It's a battle with you. It's a fight to do what he wants and not what you want to do. Your strongest opponent in this entire world, your kryptonite is your flesh. And we have only brushed up against, just barely touched, what the power of the Holy Ghost through Jesus Christ can do in your life. It's a personal walk. It's a relationship. It's love. It's not just starting. It's not ending at the tank. It's not ending here when you speak in tongues. That's the beginning. I can tell you some things. Not very much. I can tell you some things. Not to say to your wife. I can I learned, I've been 30 years, I've gotten a few, I've got some things. I can tell you some good things to do. I can teach you what's appropriate about how to communicate in a marriage. I can give you some concepts. I cannot give you cue cards that you can read to your wife. How uncomfortable it would be to sit down and say, I love you with all my heart. Thank you for, hold on, everything you've done today. You mean so much to me. It would get so uncomfortable to just go through a bunch of cards. And in the same way, nobody can truly teach you how to pray. I can't put words in your mouth to talk to the person you're supposed to be in love with. They're supposed to walk with. I can tell you the importance. And I can tell you some broad things. I can give you a short little verse, things that Jesus gave. But it's a walk. It's a relationship. It's, Lord, how are you? I love you with all my heart. I want to walk with you today. Help me to listen to you. Help me to hear you. Help me to walk in this awesome experience called Pentecost. Oh, Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost that's in this place. You, you know what? The Lord, He hungers for this more than you do. He hungers for experience more than you do. He, it's His design. I didn't design it. I didn't write this. He wrote it. He said, this is going to happen to my children. They're going to pray and things are going to be different. They're going to speak in tongues. They're going to cast out devils. They're going to walk in power and might and dominion. That's you. That's you. Come on, somebody. Claim it. Say, it's me. I believe it, Lord. I believe it for my life. We have today... Attacks on the Word of God more than ever before. It's really an attempt to stop Christianity at its roots. Many challenges can be found to the New Testament. Challenging whether the writers had the ability to write the books that their names are on. Challenging the timeline of the church. Challenging the books that were not included by the early church and why they weren't. The possibility of Jesus and his resurrection, what he intended. These skeptics believe that the church can be stopped if the New Testament is discredited. But I have news for them. Every other religion has, they're bound up in the importance of their writings. Every religion is connected to their writings. Without their writings, they would cease to exist. 
every other religion. Islam claims that the Quran was given from Allah to Muhammad in a cave. It was written much later. And so now all those that follow that religion read those texts to know how to live their life. The Mormon religion came from Joseph Smith. He wrote the Book of Mormon. Another man helped him from an angel that he met in a cave. And now from that book comes their religion. The Hindu writings, uh, Vedas, they call it. The Buddhist writings, the sutras. The Catholics are based on a Bible, but they have prayers and traditions given to them by popes and priests that they pray even today, even right now. Even our Jewish beliefs of brothers and sisters in, that are Jewish, that we, we, we thank God for them, and some of them have become, become uh, Messianic Jews. Even those people, they point back to the Torah. It was given to Moses from God, a law. Here's how you're going to live. I'm going to give you writings, and you live. But in Christianity, first, it happened. And then, they wrote what happened. 20 years later. Ban the Bibles. Shut them out of a house. Get them out of a company. Stop them from a state government department. Even a whole country. I've got news for you. They didn't get together and write a book so how we can live. They experienced it. They saw it. They prayed and it happened. And then they wrote about it. I'm talking about Pentecost, the experience. Do you realize when we have a holdup? Nothing can stop this. There's no doors big enough. There's no locks sophisticated enough to stop the Spirit of God. We serve a God so powerful. If they were able to stop the Bible, it wouldn't stop the church. They didn't decide, let's create a church. Let's create a religion. Let's work it together. No, no. Many years later, 20 years later, Luke goes around and interviews people and finds out what happened. What did you see? What did you hear? What was it like? What did they say? It was after. Because this is an experience. This is an experience. Oh, man. I, I just feel the Holy Ghost in it. What a powerful thing. Jesus opened their eyes to the Scriptures. And then first, Pentecost happened. Then they saw healings. They saw hardened skeptics turned around. They saw prophecies that came true. Dead people got up and went back to living. They saw a new way of living for them, their own life. They heard tongues in a language they'd never learned. They were given words to say from God in boldness. All of this happened in the worst of times to the most resistant people on earth in fierce persecution all the way to Caesar's household. Wow. We have a powerful God an amazing experience. You and I are part of it right now. We're living that right now. Oh, I, I love that. I, I hunger. I don't want you in any way to think that I, I'm putting less weight on the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I need the Word of God. I need His Word. Yet His Word is intended to live in tandem with His Spirit. It's intended to... You can't get enough... I can't pour buckets of knowledge on you enough... For you to have what God wants for you. There's something beyond it. It's called experience. It's an experience. Someone say it's an experience. Jesus. It's not a formula. Do you know there's no recipes in the Bible? There really aren't. Tell me where it says what you say to raise someone up from the dead. 
There's no phrase, first do this, second here, then third do this. Where does the Bible say how you're supposed to know whether someone has a demonic spirit or whether that spirit is causing them to be sick? Nothing's in the Bible about it. There's very little about what to say when you pray. There's very little about, about how to do any of these things we think are so important because he said, I'm going to write my laws in your heart. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to, you're not going to be walking around trying, reading something how to do it. I'm going to, this is an experience. Well, I love that because it's not just bound up in some restrictions that I've got to, I've got to attain to. No, I can walk in that today and so can you. Oh, no script. It's a walk by faith. I've painted by numbers before. I'm not very good at it because red and green look the same to me. But I've painted, I've done the, I've done the blue is five and you do that little part. But you know, I don't think anybody has ever put a paint by numbers up in a museum. I don't know that there's any paint by numbers masterpieces. <laughs> Look at this gorgeous paint by numbers picture. It's hanging on the wall. Maybe I could get one of those. There's something about it. You've got to, got to feel that. That's an experience. It's, there's something in the hand of a master that's more than just in the right dots in the right places. Here's what the Bible says in Jeremiah 31. I will put my law in their minds and will write it in their hearts. I want that. I hunger for that. That's God's intent for your life. 1 John 1, 7 says this. Walk in the light as he is in the light. That's a walk by faith. That's a get up and walk by faith. I, I'm, I'm concerned that some of us have started and then stopped. We're thankful we have the Holy Ghost and then we're done. But that's not what the Bible says. It says to walk by faith. John 14, Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to come to you. I'll live inside of you. The spirit of truth is going to teach you all things. Bring things to your mind. Help you remember everything I've said. In John 16, he said, why are you sad that I'm going away? If I don't go away, this Holy Ghost cannot come. He called it the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby. That spirit of truth will not come into close fellowship with you if he doesn't leave. Philippians 2 said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God starts, but I continue. Oh, I'm talking about an awesome, wonderful theme that can happen anywhere, any place. And, it, and guess who limits it? You and me. I've got, you know what is incredible? It's a 24-7 club. I can go any time before the Lord and pray. Nobody can stop me. No one can say it's 1 o'clock in the morning, Scott, it's too late, you can't pray. No, I can. I can get up at 5 in the morning and pray. It can be a whispered prayer when I'm with other people and I, I don't want to interrupt them. In some group, I can, under my breath, pray. He still hears me. I can walk in prayer everywhere I go. I can be sent to the Lord if I allow myself to be. There's a spirit of the Holy Ghost that's right now drawing you. It's pulling on your life. And you have to decide whether you say yes or no. Ooh, I love that. No reservations needed. No down payment needed. And you know what? It's amazing when I say down payment. I think about the Bible says we have the earnest of our inheritance. That's the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, raise your hand in this room. If you've spoken tongues, you have the earnest of your inheritance. Now, earnest money is a small amount of money. To hold something so it's yours. If you're buying a house, you can talk to a realtor and get better information than I'm going to give you. But you're going to put down 
thousand bucks on a hundred thousand dollar house or whatever it is, or maybe more. You put down some money. That's that money. It's earnest money. You're holding on to it. It's a little bitty but part. It might be one percent. It might be less. Just a little piece. We're not like Jesus Christ. The Bible says he had the Holy Ghost without measure. He was all God and all man all the same time. We're not like that. We've got just the Holy Ghost. As powerful as it is, it's just a little part. Think about that service you've ever had that might have been the best one ever. Think about the time you were somewhere praying and the Holy Ghost was moving so strongly you can't even, can't even imagine anything being better than that. That's the earnest of your inheritance. That's the smallest part. That's your littlest little down payment on what's waiting for you. What's waiting for you? He said, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, nor has he entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him. Woo! We have served a powerful, mighty God. Come on, church. Wake up and realize. Wake up and realize this Sunday morning. You're a part of an experience. Someone stand with me. Would you right now? Please stand with me. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I know God has spoken to me. I pray that you have received the Word of God. I pray the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. And you know what? It's not, it's not enough to, to start well. It's not enough to start. We've got to continue. There's got to be a walk by faith. The Holy Ghost is in this room right now. Right now, the power of God is here. Right now, God's hand is here. You've got to trust Him. You've got to put yourself in a place saying, Lord, I want you to use me. I want you to do what you want with me. Someone just take a moment with me and pray. Father, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your experience. I thank you that even this moment, Lord, you want to talk to us. I thank you that you're trying to communicate through me, Lord. Oh, Jesus, say your word and speak it in such clarity that I get it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, that's the Holy Ghost moving. That's the Holy Ghost moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. Oh, Jesus, the Holy Ghost is moving. The Spirit of the Lord is here. You've got to take a step. Come on, someone. You want to come to the altar. You want to say, Lord, I, I, I want more than I've had. I don't want to miss out on the experience. I don't want to get to heaven and say, I, I didn't know all I was missing. Come on, I'm, I'm asking you. This is the right time. Come to this altar. Talk to the Lord. Would you, someone else come that make them feel more comfortable to come. That's right. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you. You've got to at least give Him a step. Give Him something to work with. God will bless it if you'll put it in His hand. He can't bless what you don't put in His hand. Yes, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I don't want to miss out on the experience you intended for me. Oh, Lord, help me to trust you right now. The Holy Ghost is going to be poured out. Someone's going to receive it. Someone's going to receive it. Someone's going to hear it. Someone's going to walk in it. Somebody here, it might as well be you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on right now. That's the power of the Lord. It's in this house. Oh, someone, please help me pray, would you? Come on, saints. Talk right now. Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone that's here. 
I pray everyone in the front that's here right now, everyone that's been obedient to your word and your call, let us receive, Lord, your hand. Receive, Lord, your experience. Break through, Lord, what I think is okay and normal to what you want for me. Yes.